April 17th, 2023, and it's episode 88. 1.21 gigawatts of podcast for you. Hey, it is your boy, your Uncle Derek. It's me. How's it going? And I'm Grace the Deuce, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the chocolate chip cookie con man. Mm. Yeah, I know. I've I've committed some crimes. I've gone out. I've crimes. I've engaged in some cookie related obfuscation. Can't think of a C Ooh. word for obfuscation. That's <laughs> some, close enough. Some lies. Some lies have been told. Some Deceit. hearts have been broken. Yeah. Some laws all absolutely were broken. Some brigandry. Yeah. <laughs> all, all manner of mischief and mayhem. What did you do with it? What you stole cookies? From a baby? Worse. Even worse. I... What's worse than that? So, in uh, Anchorage, there was this little restaurant, like a local restaurant, that had cookies. And the cookies are quite possibly the best cookies ever. It was this little restaurant called called Doriola's. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but... You know, it was a joint that, like, I, I lived in Anchorage longer than you did. I never went to this Doriola's place. And Anchorage is not a big town. But, you know, it was kind of a bougie like breakfast lunch sort of place mm -hmm. and it wasn't bougie necessarily but they had really really good quiche and they had really really good cookies okay and that's i think those are two things that you had ample of supply of from your mom so like why would weirdly, you go? yeah weirdly enough like <laughs> in our family somehow quiche is like a christmas thing we at christmas mom makes quiche i don't know how that happened but for some reason that's just like that's, I mean, that's pretty great. Yeah, no, it's great. Quite frankly. But, um, quiche is kind of annoying to make, I guess. So I can see why mm -hmm. it would be like a Christmas thing. It's like a special. Mom makes it look easy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But so these cookies are so good. And during the years of that restaurant being operational, they released like two cookbooks, like just locally published cookbooks. Oh. And then a few years ago, the restaurant just like closed down very suddenly wow. and you cannot find those cookbooks anymore. It's not like I can call up Sh Simon and Schuster and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah. give me another copy of this book. It's it's just gone. And I've tried to buy copies of this cookbook that has the cookie recipe in it over several times over the years. And the closest I've gotten is a copy went up for sale on Amazon in March of last this year, oh, like this year. early March, or maybe it was February, whatever, early this year, and it was going for $90. <laughs> and this is just like a little, like 30 page cookbook. 30 pages? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's small. It's not like a big, like leather bound. Yeah. With like a, a <laughs> written in children's blood. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. It's not the Necronomicon. It's not a, you know, you know a college, your typical college textbook. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, flashbacks. So anyway, so I've been wanting these cookies, craving these cookies. I've been trying so many chocolate chip cookie recipes over the last several months, just trying to find my perfect cookie. Yeah. And, and as somebody who had recently failed. found out that he was celiac and could not have like normal tr traditional cookies, when I have like normal cookies and crackers and stuff, I like Climax. <laughs> I'm like, this is the best cookie. I've she like, Grace is like, how is this cookie? I'm like, it's just fucking, this is the best cookie I've ever had. And it's like, no, it's just the first cookie you've had in two years, dummy. <laughs> you've also I'm said, not a, I'm just not a good every judge. Every time I give you a cookie, you're like, this is the best cookie I've ever had. This is amazing. This is great. And then the second, I'll be like, no, come on, give me a real thing. And you'll be like, well, it tastes like a classic chocolate chip cookie. And then I get upset. 
Yeah, it's just like... Because I'm like, this is not classic. This is not the Toll House recipe. This is... And then I start yelling at him about the specific things I did differently. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, of course, no I one I mean, cares. it's not Chips Ahoy or anything like that, you I, know? Yeah, like it's... And yelling's a strong word. I'm like, <laughs> I browned butter for this. This is not a normal cookie, you know, oh, okay. or whatever. Yeah. Basically, that's that's the kind of situation that's going on. Anyway. These cookies are genetic freaks, and I'm not normal. <sighs> I made it home, go to my grandma's house, she has the cookbook. Oh, that's she, so great. She has the and cookbook. And so you just you asked her to borrow it? So and she was like, absolutely. I was looking my granddaughter, for it because who I love so dearly. Yeah, I was looking for it because I've had this like obsession. And my mom was with me at the time. And you know, I saw the cookbook and I was like, Grandma, can I borrow this? And then she was like, Here, Leslie, you can have it. Like, right as I was saying, <laughs> my mom's name is Leslie. Like, here, mom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. take this so basically she my... said hi grace here here grace's mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> she immediately gives the cookbook to my mom which is a problem because my parents are like they just in the moved. middle of yeah. moving there's boxes everywhere i'm like there's no they don't have a book they don't have furniture they don't have a bookshelf there's no way this is gonna stay where it is so like on the last day i was there i might have accidentally <laughs> put in the cookbook in my backpack and <laughs> left with zero remorse damn does your mom know i your yeah as mom soon as i got home i told her okay, she was like it's like she had, your mom the response actually listens was, to this podcast wow period <laughs> i have a i have kind of a similar story that's like not as not as cute so uh in, in, in early early like videos i i i am a fan was a fan still a fan of homestarrunner.com. Homestar Runner is great. I was there. It's a classic. Like in college. I was basically like just started college. I was in either. No, I was senior in high school when I f- discovered them. And it was like right in like 2002 when they were like really like hitting their stride. When this, that site was making the best shit. Uh, a friend of mine bought a Homestar Runner hoodie. And then uh, he ended up giving it to me. Um, and I have I have some pictures of me wearing that hoodie. I put that those pictures of me wearing that hoodie uh, in a couple of older videos. Um, I actually gave that hoodie to my girlfriend at the time. Oh, no. However. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. What were the circumstances of the giving? Was it like she was like having a bad time and she's like, oh, and then you're like, here, take my coat and it will make you feel better. Was it like that I don't kind of remember. Situation? This is a long time ago. This is 20 years ago. But so this is quite possibly the most consequential action you've taken in your life. Yeah. And you don't remember. I, I think it was probably like I, you know, was wearing it one day. And then when we got inside, I took it off. And then she was like, it smells like my boyfriend. And she, you know, put it on and stuff like that. And it was baggier on her or something like that. And, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, you're so cute. You can have it. You know, If you're in a heteronormative relationship, I think you've probably experienced this moment yes. from one yes. side of it or the other. Um, it's a and- very common thing. <laughs> She uh, uh she went to college. Um, oh, it was this ex girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like, kind of mm. like I went to go visit her. Um, we're both in college. I went to go visit her, uh, and uh, you know, she ended up marrying that guy. So good for her. But it was definitely not working out. <laughs> I was aware that like, oh, this relationship is not going anymore. She was a courtship con man. Yeah, this is not happening anymore. And so uh. Before I had to leave um, in the morning, I was in her dorm room and uh, like I was I she was asleep. I had to pack my bags and kind of leave to catch the bus to go to the airport. Uh, when she was asleep, 
I took the I took the hoodie back. <laughs> yeah. I took I took my fucking hoodie back. Yeah. She still has my um my original uh, Game Boy Advance and my I think also my Parasite Eve my Parasite Eve strategy guide. But um, it's okay. <laughs> it worked out. That one, you know, you you made it out of that relationship relatively unscathed. Nah, I guess, if that's no, all. Well, no, no if, that, you know, that, that, that the first, oh, okay. the first one always stings the worst, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, your soul was wounded, and you lost your parasite strategy guide and yeah. the original Game Boy. Actually, that is pretty devastating with the original Game Boy. Well, at the is time, the I, one that you have, you have one. I had, no, I had the box for that one, but I have an SP now. I my, thought but you, my classic you have one, like a classic brick Game Boy. No, 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 like that's that's a I'm talking about Game Boy Advance. Oh my gosh, my, classic, my brain just skipped over that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my see through blue uh, Game Boy Advance that I had the box for still, but when the SP came out, I was like, I don't, I'm never gonna need this again. Here you go, my future life mate forever. You know, it was <laughs> it, it, it was it was a high school. Use this as a token to remember yeah. me by. I mean, high high school high school romance that like deteriorated immediately since when we got to college. Yeah, that's <laughs> what that's else fair. Is new? Yeah. As soon as you met you know people who weren't people you went to elementary school with. <laughs> yeah yeah no she, no she wasn't like that but like definitely but, you know it's like yeah you, you get you go somewhere new you meet new people it's yeah call people who are in relationships in high school should not if they're going to college and moving away like i i think as a rule they should not be in relationships yeah still. no long distance relationships uh are real hard. a lot to ask yeah. a lot to ask of a teenager it's too much don't do that <laughs> but but i mean i mean they're, if you got if you got your also like it, this is advice that like nobody in this situation will take. Oh, it's absolutely. Like, yeah. It's it's well, like, man, you remember being in love for the first time ever. And it's like, you're in love for the first time ever. Yeah. Also, every emotion you experience, you experience at a 500 degrees because mm-hmm. it's the first time you've ever felt that emotion in your entire life. Yeah, and yeah. It's scary. You know what I mean? And also, a, also yeah. like, you know, not medicated. Ah, <laughs> uh, youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. Hey, old chap. Yep. Do you still have the, the no, hoodie no i think i got rid of it though because it was like i think Come it on, was man. getting a little my friend who bought it cut holes in the he, <laughs> he cut holes in the um uh the sleeves in the wrist in the cuff yeah so that he could like put his thumbs through it my friend at the time was like absolutely like so seen and in an emo in, yeah, as hell. In an like thing. literally like we we're like dude let's go to costco and get some pizza or whatever and be like okay give me a second to get ready and he went to like straighten his hair so he could look cool for like going out like dude we're like 19 years old going to go going to burger king like why are you trying to look good you might see someone at the burger king no isn't it next to the mall the bur- <laughs> was it the burger king next to the mall in this, anchorage this is the bird no it was not the one in the diamond center it's be the one in midtown oh okay off of northern lights well why didn't you go to the one at the mall so you could Cause Look we were, at chicks. Because we were in mid, because we were in Midtown, we were playing Halo. Grace, I just wanted to get some rodeo cheeseburgers and go back to play Halo. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. yep. Halo is greater than girl, girl. Yes. Sightseeing. Yes. That's fair. A little girl safari. You gotta mm-hmm. plan a girl safari before you know you you go. But I I I have all my I have a handful of Homestar Runner DVDs still. You do. Yeah. Oh, DVD update. We still haven't watched all of the saw series if yeah. i can shame you in another forum i've shamed you to your parents to your um to our friends i've told we derek wanted to watch all the saw movies yeah and i i don't like doing that but i was like okay let's do that and now i'm like when are we gonna watch the fifth one the fourth one we, the got, fourth we, got, one. we, we haven't we, even we watched the fourth one we only did one. three yeah oh my god yep 
And the thing is, if I recall Saw 4 enough, uh-huh. we need to watch Saw 3 again because they're so close. They're so closely tied together that... I thought 2 and 3 were close together. They were, but I think the... So, at the end of oh, Saw man. 3, Jigsaw dies. Don't spoil it for me! But, like, I think I think how they make that work is that Derek. they retcon that saws four five and six are all happening concurrently across town here's at the, the same time here's or something like that justice never dies think about that okay that's not something that jigsaw said he's he's the he's justice isn't he isn't that his deal he's like a vigilante kind of. But kind like of. about really minor things. Like, yeah, he's like, you're you're a you're a junkie, so I'm gonna kill you. It's like it's not. Wait, what? Hey, hey Billy, you for when you went to the Starbucks, they <laughs> they asked you for your name, and you said it was Charles. You like why to, are you? Why you are like you to live other people's lives. You like to. <laughs> It's like, and it's and like, the, and then it's he didn't order, even no, leave a tip. In order to get out, he has to like, like, cut people's feet off so he can wear their shoes. <laughs> Walk another mile in someone else's shoes, Charles. <laughs> and the shoes have spikes in them. I don't yeah. know. Man, I used to love. I used to love this show. Uh, this show that was on Penny Arcade uh, called Blamations, and it was Chris Straub and uh, um, Scott Kurtz, and um, they had a bit like where it was like. It was like saw babies, but it was like, <laughs> what if Jigsaw was like a like an eight year old boy? That's all. It's, I I really can't do it justice. I'm just imagining but, a like a Jigsaw babality. Yeah, now. he's like you have to do this, or I'm gonna. St- I have a, a a couple of peepee that's gonna fall on you. Oh, and you'll have peepee and poopoo on your face. Wow, that yeah. that is extremely 2009. Yeah, 2008. No, I thought I used to think that that was like the height of comedy and the funny. There's still some really funny stuff on that. Yeah, but why? Well, like I, I, a, I still have that of, DVD too. A little bit of pee pee poo poo on the mm-hmm. side. Yeah, like we can all relate to that. Pee poops. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we've had a pretty eventful day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I'm trying to transition. Oh, you know, out we were actually spo- we were talking. We about. were supposed to talk about something <laughs> at the top. What was it? And well, about the future we of the, got the, the podcast. Oh no! Here. So crap! Like right before we started the podcast, I was like, "Derek, don't forget to make this announcement." Mm-hmm. And then I immediately derailed us. <laughs> no, it's uh. So I we're here. It's April seventeenth. This is the third Monday of the month, and we do this on the first and third Mondays of the month. But uh, actually, at the end of uh, next week, I'm gonna fly up to Alaska to be with some family. And um, I'm going to be in Alaska for a little bit. And so we're just going to put a pause on the podcast. Definitely the first episode. Uh, and that'll be on the May 1st episode. We'll not we'll not have record one. And we probably won't do one for the 15th. I haven't actually figured out exactly when I'm going to be heading uh, back home. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to be spending most of May uh, in Alaska to be with family and uh, kind of looking at the logistics of everything. Um, I'll still be making videos and bringing the laptop and uh, uh, you know, my microphone and I, I, we have a couple videos that like we have shot that just need to be edited so i'm gonna finally do those um and then grace will be here doing stuff but uh but we want to make sure derek has that time yeah. to hang out with family and not really worry about it so we're i'm we're mostly going to be operating independently of each other so mm-hmm. yeah. we wanted to like preserve that space for both of us and um i suppose we could do like a skype kind of call you know i never liked um podcasts that are like you know skype calls mm-hmm because I, I like the energy of talking to people in a room because uh, I always hate that like moment where somebody because there's always a little bit of a delay. So the conversation always has that weird when 
one person responds to the other has that kind of awkward. Sure. Yeah, and, sure. And I, mean, that, I mean, if that could be edited out, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, you know, anyone wanted to edit the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on a, especially on a time oh yeah schedule. even the, even the chat saying you can fix it with way too much editing yeah like editing like we do some editing sometimes for this podcast but not a lot you, you can you tell. can you can tell yeah <laughs> um but that is uh the plan for may uh however uh we were a little late recording this podcast getting this podcast started um because i was on the phone mm-hmm. i was on a discord chat oh wait before we transition with, uh, oh. i just want to say that uh, we will update you guys on the Patreon and I guess, I suppose, on Twitter, unless Twitter's exploded next month. I yeah, think who fucking knows. It, we're just on in any any time it could happen. But we'll we'll keep you guys updated and let you know when the next one will be. And I'll especially on the Patreon, if people are subscribed to Patreon, mm-hmm. um, it'll it'll happen there. Probably. The yeah. Notification. Anyway. Anyway. OK. Yes. Talk about your call. Oh, yeah. So we are working on a video. We're actually finishing it up um, uh, video on the DK bongos, which Mm kind of like I can't believe it's taken us this long to just make a whole video about the DK bongos. Um, And I kind of realized, oh, one of the big things about the DK bongos is that they were very they were supported very briefly by Nintendo. But they kind of they they live on today through crazy people slash heroes who are doing like you know controller bending stuff controller challenge stuff playing playing the souls games with bongos that kind of crap well, before we get and into that do we need to like set up how the bongos work no okay because i because I, I didn't know so i had i had to call an expert mm-hmm. so uh i called gentleman super lewis 64 perhaps you have seen him on twitter reddit or or tiktok a couple times he has done some ridiculous shit and gone viral uh, he is a maniac uh, and a lovely person, mm-hmm. and um, he has done stuff like it. when I right, when I spoke with him, he told me that he has not and just cannot now ever play or beat Sekiro on a controller because he did it with a pair of Donkey Kong bongos, <laughs> and he's like, I just can't go back. The muscle memory, like I, I can't play that game not on bongos, <laughs> uh, and he. So- you know, he played a game on like an, uh, a tray of ice and he had to beat the game before the ice tray melted because he wired up some ice cubes. Yeah, and- he, he's really amazing. And he, he's answered way too many questions that we've had about dumb controllers in the past. Yeah, so yeah. And, and it's really cool it's, that we'll be able to have him on the episode. Yeah. So he'll, we have, I got a quick little interview with him uh, and kind of talking about, uh, you know, what does it take to do DK? What is the allure? Is there a is is the are, are DK bongos like a are they like a, a badge of honor within this community? And he's like, yeah, it's probably like that or the Guitar Hero controllers or DDR pads. Those are kind of like the big three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he said that actually oh, that the DK bongos are actually getting kind of hard to find now. Really? Which I can't believe that. <laughs> Well, just based on our experience, yes, trying so hard to offload them. Though I guess it's that when you were trying to offload them last time, it was like three years. I mean, not, sorry, ten years. Like ten years, ago. yeah, it was like ten years ago, yeah. <laughs> um, and even when we bought the one bongo that we have now, uh, we must have gotten it only like five, six years ago. 
And it was because because I didn't really want it at the time. We didn't really have a whole lot of space. And I had gotten rid of uh, my two Donkey Konga games, though I had bought in Jungle Beat pretty recently. But you wanted to get bongos. And I was my, like, my argument was they'll look good the time, for the set. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes up so much space and then we can prop something on top of it. So it, it makes sense for like the the background of yeah, a and YouTube I, show. And I guess that's true. I stand by it. And uh, but we really what it was is like, I mean, it ended up working out that we could use it to play Kirby Tilt and Tumble. Mm hmm. And now with official hardware on exactly with the GameCube player mm -hmm. or Game Boy player on the GameCube. Yeah. And uh, using them using the Donkey Kong bongos because they're basically an A and B buttons. <laughs> so for sure jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the I think the thing that probably is special about the Donkey Kong bongos is it's sort of the tail end of when peripherals were a thing. Because the GameCube launched with a few super wacky peripherals, like the e-reader, mm -hmm. the, the card didn't reader. launch with that, but yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, kind of early on, it had all of these things. And yeah, the, the game, the Game Boy, like, link cable, the GBA mm -hmm. thing, as well as the GBA player. Um, and then the, uh, the microphone. I guess, yeah, the microphone. I feel like it was sort of like... Maybe it was just the, the e-reader. Because there, weren't, there aren't a ton of peripherals for the GameCube. And I think it's because... One, the GameCube wasn't super successful. Yeah. And then also these kinds of wacky things are never successful, you know, because of how wacky and ridiculous they are, which is why we love them. And it doesn't make sense to do that when you're, you know, whatever. But three, like gaming as a whole was just moving away from that. Like once we get to the DS as well, it's there's a lot less peripherals happening. And the Nintendo Wii itself was a peripheral. So... <laughs> Functionally. Yeah, but that's sort of like you either had to like really double down on your peripherals or find a much more broad, interesting way to do them, which is why Guitar Hero and Wii Sports did so well just a few years later. Mm -hmm. It's like we we, we kind of make a joke in the video that like, you know, in the face of GameCube failing, what did Nintendo do? Bongos. Not exactly true, but like it's just, man, only Nintendo would do something like this and like... Not that they were betting the farm on it, but like, if you think about it, like Sony was not, Sony likes to do gadgets. Microsoft, they're into software. Nintendo's a toy company. Mm -hmm. And this is just part of that. I mean, that's true. I guess like a lot of the peripherals for Sony and for uh, Xbox were like the webcams or the iToy. Mm hmm. I guess like so Sony did do like the, yeah, the, 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 iToy. the PlayStation. Um, pocket <laughs> oh yeah like well, stuff like that, that but that was like a reaction that was, to that was a ps1 yeah. thing and that was like a weird reaction to it i guess the, the vmu yeah. yeah i mean honestly it's like the, the donkey kong bongos it's like the the best the closest can uh thing i can think of is like the samba de amigo um maracas mm -hmm. and it's like i we make the joke in the video it's like you know sony wouldn't make bongos microsoft wouldn't make bongos Sega might, but that's not that's why they weren't around anymore. Yeah. Well, it it is such a weird confluence of special events because I don't think the bongos would have happened without Tycho Drummer becoming such a splash success for Namco unexpectedly like a year before. Yeah. 
And that, that well, that's really like what I didn't think I realized at the time when I first played Donkey Kong is like, oh, this is just Taiko Drum Master. It is exactly like Taiko Drum Master. It's literally Ty- Taiko Drum Master before they got Taiko Drum-, Drum Master out to the United or to North America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, because it Taiko Drum Master didn't make it as a console game to the States until PS2 2004. Like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But the you know, in Japan, they had console versions of Taiko Drum Master, but it was primarily an arcade game. Yeah. Well, even like the this PS2 version of Taiko Drum Master in America, the one that came with the controller, super expensive and hella rare. Oh, yeah. It was not easy to find. Immediately. Yeah. Um, oh, and somebody in the chat, the thriller. I remember buying DK Jungle Beat from a thrift store and thinking it was just okay. I should have played it with the bongos. Jungle Beat is fucking amazing. Jungle Beat is like the the other game. There's basically three games. Really, there's kind of like two there's Donkey Konga, and depending on how you want to split it, there's like seven different Donkey Konga games, but it's basically just it's the same game with a few different mini games, different you know track listings depending on your region. And then there's Jungle Beat, which is like a 2D kind of rhythm game Tony Hawk platformer uh, that is just like so goddamn brilliant. Um, but you can play it with a controller. And if you do that, it's probably the most milk toast, boring platformer you ever played. <laughs> but with the bongos, it's like such a weird, fun, smart game. It's it was really made for. I mean, it was made for the bongos, mm-hmm. which is yeah. crazy. I mean, usually when you get a game that that's that, I guess special and made by you know a tier. Oh, th- yeah. Talent. Also, like yeah, between the team that made like Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy, took a little break. And made Jungle Beat. It's just this like... <laughs> also Majora's Mask. Well, yeah, but Majora's Mask was before that. Still. But yeah, no, but exactly. It's like that that team that like went on to make like they, you know, did a lot of Zelda games. They're kind of like the main Mario team now. Uh, like their first game when they reformed into the team that they are now uh, was Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. And it's such a weird thing because it feels like this weird B tier like spin-off rhythm game that you typically farm out to some, you know, place in Taiwan. You give it you give it to the Singapore studio, like just they'll crank it out, they'll, they'll make a solid game out of it, but this is not gonna be a you know a gigantic million seller. Honestly, in the way like uh the Donkey Konga games themselves yeah. were that. Most most of, of the uh, most of the other uh, Donkey Kong games for like the DS and and you know the King of Swing and all those like those are not A tier Nintendo games you know they're they're probably given decent budgets and stuff like that but like you know a lot of like the Yoshi and uh, Donkey Kong games around that time Nintendo top tier Nintendo talent was not making this shit mm-hmm. but this one is the one time where like all these incredible and super t- and talented people were making this like weird interesting creative game and I think it was like you know. Give people, give a team that's incredibly creative, not a ton of money, maybe not a ton of time, but give them a a project that has no pressure. Like this game did not need to be a Mario, like a a new Mario game's got to move units. We got to be millions of, they're thinking like. We're selling consoles on Mario. Yes. This is like, we are like, our business is like balancing on these Mario games. (laughs) All right, it's all on these. Don't fuck it up, guys. And tiny house of Luigi cards. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and to give that team, I don't know, a weekend and twenty bucks to make some ridiculous Donkey Kong rhythm game and 
you get Jungle Beat. It's so good. And uh, yeah, there, there are other games that were going to have the barrels. Or sorry, the, the, the bongos. Yeah, DK Barrel Blast for the Wii. Yeah, Waffle. So Waffle in the chat, DK Barrel Blast for the Wii was originally announced as a DK Bongo Blast uh, for the GameCube. Yes, it was. And you know, I have proof. It's on the fucking cover of the of the thing. If you look at the cover of DK Barrel Blast, those aren't barrels. Those are bongos. The, 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 the cars that you drive, the rocket ships you drive, they're not barrels. They're the bongos. They're on the cover of of the uh, of of the game. Yeah. Also, the game kind of sucks. I don't know. Against, against, well, against I fine. mean, it was going to be a GameCube game, and then it had to be a Wii game last minute. Like, yeah. Well, even <laughs> still, it's it, it's them? still like I, I mean, I I haven't played uh, Jungle Beat on the Wii because they released a you know a Wii Motion version of it. I can't imagine I would want to do that. It just not only is it not as fun, but also you just need to know when you like you rhythm the spirit of it is different well rhythm is also different like when you when you have your motion controls right mm-hmm. sometimes you know you 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 swing your hand down and it doesn't doesn't count for some reason like the angle of it right it just didn't work or it's like there's no tactile there's no feedback you know when you hit a bongo you don't know when the game will read register that, that you swung your right hand down so i'd imagine actually playing it with the uh uh, with the motion controls might not be as no as tight. I mean we we definitely need to play it before we put the video out because it's yeah. it's supposed to be like good like functional you know yeah <laughs> not like you're saying but I think that ultimately we want bongos you yeah know? I will <laughs> the, say the that like DK DK barrel blast on the Wii is like fine yeah. it is at, that is absolutely a B tier Donkey Kong game yeah it's fine it's fun it's neat not essential no nope yeah not at all. Um, Weirdly, okay, but, this is uh, a total the, sidebar. Well, I just want to say one thing. Well, okay. the, the, the crazy thing about ju- uh, like Jungle Beat is like it's like low key one of the best GameCube games. It's it's got to be a top twenty game. It's so weird and creative and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that I ever really appreciated it until uh, we kind of endeavored on making this video. Well, in a weird way, we and actually people in the chat. Chime in if you can think of an example, because Derek and I really haven't been able to. An example of a game that functions like this, where it is mixing like the rhythm genre with some other type of game. It feels like that's something that's only ever that's only happened again, like recently, like yeah. with things like Hi-Fi Rush and Metal Hellsinger. Mm-hmm. Like uh, other than that, I guess maybe there probably are things for genres that aren't specifically like uh rhythm like i guess one example i can think of is i don't know typing of the dead is mixing typing with a arcade yeah. shooter like that's well, kind people, of yeah vid ribbon and crypt the necro dancer people are talking about like those are specifically rhythm games yeah We're rhythm just, first games and then yeah. but jungle beat and things it's like is this or i guess let's say hi-fi rush is this a like one of those hyper stylish combo beat-em-ups or is yeah. this a rhythm okay, I, game I or a, a char- it's like yeah hi-fi rush is a character action game with rhythm elements yeah and jungle beat is a 2d throwback platformer playing on a musical instrument i guess what i'm saying is what are other games that are basically german language level compound words to describe like what <laughs> genre this yeah, yeah. is it <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's that one. There was the quest mode in the first Point Blank game where they made Point Blank into a like a 
a, a random battle RPG type thing. Ooh, okay. Um. Oh, when you first got your TV. Uh, that was one of the first things I did. Yeah, yeah. with your your fancy. Rayman Legends has some rhythm levels. Yeah, I mean, that's the type that's of thing. That's true. That's, that's like kind of like the, the pedigree that we're looking at here is like Donkey Kong Jungle Beat is a, a, a very unique game, not just for the GameCube, but like one that really smashes genres together um, in a very interesting way. And try, trying to think of other ones that, yeah, like, I, f- I feel like Hi-Hi Rush and Metal Health Singer uh, are two that immediately come to mind because they're so new. But it's like, they're, you can't, there's not that many you can really think of. And I think that's... Well, uh, actually, Nick's, Nick just brought up one that I forgot about. There was a League of Legends rhythm game platformer that came out recently as part of, I think, in conjunction with Netflix and their oh. little game studio thing. I think it might oh, that's, have been that's, exclusive That there. is your beat. I know it is, and I've played <laughs> I've played that game too. Not very much. Speaking of beats, because turns out I am horrific at rhythm games mm. and at platformers. So I, I played it for about an hour and then like cr- you know cried alone in my room. Essentially, <laughs> it was just too much for me. Um, also, it, it was kind of part of their launch for their TV show that they had a couple years ago. It came out around the same time. Oh yeah, and that was apparently really good. Yeah, we haven't watched. I feel bad because we actually have a friend who worked on that show. <laughs> And we still haven't watched it. Oh yeah, it. yeah. But I think I've told I think I've told her like, hey, I don't. I'm happy for you. No idea what any of it is though. And I think it won a bunch of like Annie awards. No, and stuff it like did that. really. I mean, it was a really good show. It, it, I think. It, wait, did it also get like Emmy and Oscar nominations too? Awesome. Uh, but, no, definitely not. Okay. Well, I mean, it was a TV show, it wasn't a movie, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I feel like I saw it like Emmy nominations or something like that, or like something like wow, like they did it. Yeah. Good for them. Did not see that. Yeah, coming. that was not on my 2021 bingo card. Uh, people but. are saying you can def watch it without having played League. In fact, it is that is recommended. And in fact, okay. is recommended not to play League in general. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, Sputnik. You know. You know what? I. Oh, this 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 is a good transition. From to from, another topic. I would from bongos. Wanna, yeah. Well, I, just like at the League of Legends, like a lot of those uh uh those like MOBA games. Okay. Yeah. They do seem kind of interesting. Like I would like to maybe get into them. There was a time when I played a couple uh, kind of more indie centric ones that weren't so huge. Uh, and I really like the MOBA. Well, but here's the thing, Derek. Framework. None of those games have bongos. This is true. So how am I supposed to play them? You're not. You can't. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> like, leave the cave. What is the reason? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Mo- MOBA games exist. Yeah, I, I'm still like over in my corner playing the most like single player, barely game games out there. Just you know, like my this mm-hmm. Journey of the Spire, what's it, whatever that's called, Slay the Spire, Slay the Spire. You put like 500 hours into it. You forget what it's even called. <laughs> and also uh, lately, I've been playing Loop Hero because it, it recently came out on Game Pass. But since Derek is doing his resident evil 4 situation oh, crazy weren't going to bring that up in this i know podcast. i know i'm so sorry but it, i have to acknowledge that it is you were doing that situation on the xbox so i i obviously am not going to take the xbox from you because this is like your you know holiday it only comes like <laughs> once every this is like april fool's day no sorry february 29th Cap- this only comes around like every four years Cap- like has been releasing <laughs> Like new Resident Evil games I, with a pretty good consistency. You know, you know, I'm not going to take that away for you so that I can play my, you know, basically the equivalent of putting on brain pajamas game. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> my cozy game. So I bought it on the Switch and I've just been tearing yeah. it down. I also, Looping. 
Lupin, Lupin. yeah. And I, you, Grace, it's kind of like an idol. Do you play loop heroes on the toilet? Um, do you, do you, Grace, I... Grace, do you loop it, poop it? <laughs> My client has do you uh, no it? comment at this time. Do you loop it? All right. The streets are saying, Grace out here looping, pooping. <laughs> she she pooping while she looping. Uh, neither confirm nor deny. I got a hot scoop. Mistakes were made. <laughs> got a hot scoop, but loop, poop. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Um, yeah, that, that, that was like, that, I feel like that was like the it. It was one of the it indie games of like 2021. I guess I was too busy playing Dead by Daylight around that time because I completely <laughs> missed it. But I am enjoying it now. And it is kind of reminding me of how much I really enjoy like idle clicker type of games. Yeah. Or not even I guess my favorite kind of like idle game is the source that are just 100 percent like ASCII <laughs> based. Yeah. <laughs> where you're just like, sit, like cookie. uh Though there's one about paper clips. Universal paper clips is yeah. probably one of my favorites of all time. It's so good. I think somebody made a stripped down as physically possible, like ASCII calculator ask uh, uh, idle game. And they were they made it like as a joke to prove that like how addictive these are. And it ended up being like the bestseller on Steam for a week and a half or something <laughs> like that. It was like that thing of like, you know, you either die a hero or live long to become the villain. <laughs> Kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, the monkey's paws. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah, I've been getting a weird hankering to like get back into like some kind of a competitive game. Mm-hmm. The other day, um, I just got a weird hankering for like wanted to play Dead by Daylight because Dead by Daylight is like it's like a it's a competitive game, and I was like I was pretty good at it, and we play it. We used to play it a lot during the pandemic, like most of 2021 and 2020. I was like, all oh, we did, um, and then. There's a new update, new patch for Dead by Daylight like every month. And it's always like three gigs. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll download Dead by Daylight. And so I played some of that the other night. And, uh, you know, I was never like the best looper, which is the Have term. you tried poop loop? I've not. I've, I, I usually when I loop, I end up pooping because I get hit by the villain. Yeah, it's loop, you, I've lo- seen you do some pretty phenomenal loops. The, 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 the term looping in Dead by Daylight is basically um, when you are a survivor and you're being chased by the killer. Uh, the way this game is balanced is is the killers always run like they run like 10 percent faster than you. They can always outrun you. So the idea is you find some kind of small uh, little thing you can loop them in, like you're a, a series of rooms or, uh, a or like a random rocks. outhouse. I've seen Derek yeah. just run around it out exactly. And the idea is until the killer you, you kind of hold onto the edge of the uh, uh, of the object you are and just try and 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 give give a tight as loop as possible. And the idea is like, okay, the killer if they if they're good enough, they will find they will get you eventually. The idea is you loop them long enough so that the rest of your team can be on their hooks, can be on their survivors, can be on their generators, something like that. That's the idea. Um, I'm kind of all right with looping. I see people on stream do like this eight dimensional chess, like big brain reads and stuff that I, it's like, that's next level shit. I feel like you, you haven't quite mastered looking behind you while you're running yet. (laughs) Yeah. That is difficult to do. Take a little baby step. And also like kind of remembering like, like how the levels are kind of put together and where the, um, uh, the totems, where the totems mm-hmm. and stuff are. Uh, I kind of had to get back in the swing of things, but... Do you really feel like you want to play Dead by Daylight, or do you want to do something new? No, that's... Like, that's... Counter-Strike 2 is coming out this year. No, so kind of what I... I think I want to try doing fighting games again. Oh, no. That was sort of like... God, Derek, are you having I... a midlife crisis? Is this the equivalent of, like, I'm going to build 
a Ford Red Convertible. No, because I've already done that. Thing. I've already, I've already like, I was already like, about ten years ago. I was watching Evo, I think for like Street Fighter Four. I was like, yeah, this is it. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna put in the hours. I'm gonna take the time. I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna like watch tutorials. And I like seriously like gave Street Fighter Four a genuine shot. And I just was like, so just did not, did not work out for me. So Street Fighter Six. Then? Yeah, Street Fighter Six is coming out. Looks pretty fucking rad. And then also like uh, uh, Guilty Gear Strive just came out on Game Pass, and I played a little bit of that last night. And then I remember I, I, actually the last fighting game I got like kind of decently good at was Mortal Kombat 11. But I played that on PS4 way back in the day. And now that um, Mortal Kombat 11 is on Game Pass, uh, we have Xbox Series X. Uh, apparently you can download and play the single player campaign in 4k <laughs> and I actually never finished the single player campaign of that game. I really liked it but um god man, just my my boyfriend Kano was in it and so yeah. I'm, I'm down for 4k 4k 4k, 4K no um, yeah, we were looking at his model earlier this morning yeah <laughs> just kind of rotating around I thank you for indulging me <laughs> yeah and then, we, then we compared everyone's butts with like you know out, went through all the butts <laughs> Who's got the who's got the who's got the it, cake? It's not a butt forward game. No, I, I, it's, I will say I, that. Go back to MK MK9, <laughs> and it's like, man, everyone got silicone packed. Like they, yeah. all, all the girls is like packed, mm-hmm. packed with them surgeries. And uh, which, you know, whatever. I can't say I really mind that much but i do think they went with a little more uh, uh realistic proportions for the other games and i think that's 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 fine that's they probably cool. yeah they probably all have like john cena body which is like you know like good good looking body but not skipping leg day yeah skipping leg day <laughs> a little bit mm-hmm. we're not all chun li out here oh man you know there we mean? go Speaking we're not sh- all leg day yeah chun li's all legs i remember in, in street fighter 4 uh, Chun Li's model, like her hips and thighs, are like you know Titanic level. Um, but then, like in the in the cutscene, she like has normal proportions. I'm like, what are you doing? She's got the strongest legs in the galaxy, and like in this in this cartoon, she suddenly like just like this little, skinny this lady. little dainty. No, no, no. Flower. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like but my Derek- my girl Chun Li is not on the BMI. She is like that woman is walks on. She has tank legs. <laughs> Um, those things can break solid steel. She's the strongest Probably. woman in the world. Probably. Yeah. She, yeah, she's a hero. She's an icon. Mm-hmm. But I have a very love-hate relationship with fighting games. It's it's like personal, <laughs> even though fighting games did nothing to me, but well, just... They, um, I guess they convinced you that you needed to buy multiple fight sticks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking I, of Titanics. Yeah, I know. Well, th- the fight stick that I bought... Um, uh, and about 10 years ago is the last fight stick that I bought but it's not the last fight I, I had other fight sticks in storage and so I could have gotten rid of like my Dreamcast fight sticks and some Saturn fight sticks and I haven't and I didn't <laughs> and I won't um, actually I was playing a little bit of uh, Guilty Gear Strive on the Xbox Series X controller and I'm really bad with like I think really what it boils down to is I just don't have the dexterity uh, with my left hand as I do with my right hand. Um, and so like doing like a dragon punch, I just, I, I can never do it consistently. I always accidentally do um, a fireball or I do, do, do the D pad inputs way too soon and then push the button on the right. My timing isn't right. I'm really bad with like the quarter circle to forward 
kind of uh, attacks or even like just a charge attack, you know, pushing back to forward. I always end up by accidentally jumping or, you know, I... Looking at the charts, as, as me watching you learn these moves and I'm just looking at the charts of how you do the moves. Yeah. I am just insanely intimidated and upset the entire time because in my brain, I'm like, no, you can't do a press that's a rotating motion. Like you can't do D-pad and then I guess you're doing the bottom like like the left one and then the right one so mm-hmm. quickly that it's kind of you represent it with an arrow like yeah. a little swooshy arrow oh yeah of, or like how like they, that's wild to me or it's like they have a they how they tell you how to do a dragon punch is like they have an arrow that connects like the right d-pad to the bottom d-pad and then an arrow that can goes out to the right again it's like two-thirds of a z mm-hmm. it's like how does how does the d how do i push down to how do i push out to the right from down what but it's because like these games aren't weren't made for controllers originally. Like yeah. they were for dumb. But that's the thing. Actually, cabinets. they on, were made for like literally a joystick. No, on the Xbox Series X controller, the way the D-pad is set up, I was actually having less trouble than I normally did. Really? Okay. I was actually pulling up moves better than I I feel like I I because I'm really rusty. I haven't played a fighting game in years, so I'm I, I don't have a whole I don't have a ton of muscle memory. Do you think Kano like but, boosted your morale and kind of like was a comfort girl that no because let you bring it home? No, Grace. No. <laughs> Matter of fact, I was waiting for uh, Guilty Gear Strive was a much smaller download than, Dude, than uh, World Guilty Combat. Gear is so beautiful. Like I'm yeah. the last person in the world to say that, but just I've never really enjoyed fighting games, with the exception of maybe Dark Stalkers. Is that what yeah, it's, yeah, that's right. I guess Vampire Survivor, but the thir- yeah, yeah, Darkstalkers yeah. 3. My brain was like, that's but, not right. But anyway, like I love watching Darkstalkers, but watching Guilty Gear Strive was the first time I was just like, I just want to sit in front of this and be bathed in the lights, the flashing lights. It yeah. was just so, so pretty in the way that they meld like 3D models with 2D animation. It's just like so cool. Yeah, when you do a special <sighs> move and like it zooms in and does a Dutch angle and then spins around 360 and it's like that realization like oh these look like they're like 2D drawings no they're actually like th- it's, these are 3D models that are rendered 3D the whole time but like they're only the camera only ever swooshes in to show you 3D when you do some badass shit um, but like I guess it's so frustrating to get into fighting games because it's um they're so hard to get into uh, the games do such a shit job of explaining themselves uh, tutorials usually like push forward and up to jump and back to block really basic stuff but I, I remember it, it just has a move list where it's just like a tiny like excel spreadsheet that yes. you have to like actually walk up to the tv and stare at yeah or like <laughs> like there's there's a really lengthy tutorial in like soul caliber 6 but it is literally all written down as text there are all these win- menus and you literally have to like read off your screen or I remember playing Street Fighter 4 and uh, they were like, all right, Ryu is the best one to start with. Ryu is like pretty much all around. He's the best one to start with. And um, I was practicing combos and there was the combo. There were the buttons. I was pushing the buttons for like an hour. I was pushing the buttons. The combo wasn't going. So I watched the example and it's like, there's the combo. I'm like, what am I, what, what am I doing wrong? And basically what it was is like, there was a very, very specific timing with which you have to push the buttons what is that timing i don't know fucking figure it out <laughs> screw you but i have shit to do i don't care i want to play other games no you don't play other games you only play fighting games you only play this fighting game 
Uh, and it just kind of felt like, man. And then I think I looked at some tutorials online and it was just like, I don't know, just practice and get better scrub. You know, it's like, hey, it, you know, back in the day, I had to spend 10,000 hours at the arcades just like just throwing away. I blew my college fund. Exactly. On. I had to like blow like thousands of dollars and quarters so that I could be not shitty at this game. And I know it's 20 years later, but too bad you have to do it too now. <laughs> and I think I feel like that like mentality was just like all over the fighting game scene. It was just the sort of like abusive relationship of like the games don't explain themselves. The community doesn't want to help you. And it's like you just have to suffer and not have fun for a thousand hours. And then you might start having a decent amount of fun. Uh, and it's just like, I don't have time for that. Like this, the, the, these games are not welcoming. They, they, they don't care about me. They're not trying to, uh, to, to win, me, win my favor. And they do not respect my time. That's kind of what it felt like. And uh, every single time every new game comes out, no, this is the one. It's so easy to get into. Oh, Tekken 7 is so easy to get into. No, Street Fighter Five is so easy to get into. I did get into Mortal Kombat 11. I was like kind of, I thought I was like kind of all right at Mortal Kombat 11. And um, you might be good at Mortal Kombat 11 in that okay. you can do the single player campaign, but maybe not yeah. actually against other people. What it was is like, I liked Mortal Kombat 11 because I liked the graphics. I really liked just listening to the sounds of a fight. Just like it's such an orally satisfying thing. And I felt like I was getting pretty good. We actually had some friends come over and I played uh, my friend's girlfriend and she was like kind of all right. And I like beat her and I was like, oh my God, so like, am I actually, am I kind of all right? And I think you were like getting at me because I was like just playing single player campaign stuff, playing uh, all the different towers and stuff. You like, you should play online, play online, loser. And so I did. And like, I think I played about like five or seven matches or so. And the first few, it was like, I think I won. I won a couple and then I lost a couple, but it was like, okay, you know, the really solid fights. I felt like they were really good, really good victories that I, I fought for and earned and losses that I was like, okay, yeah, I know I, sh I should have done better. And then I think I played like, like two or three matches in a row where it was just like double flawless victories. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? It suddenly was like matching me up with like people that were like clearly way above me. And it was just completely demoralizing. And I kind of stopped almost, I think, very shortly after that. I think that's a pretty common experience with these games. Though, hopefully with Street Fighter 6, there's going to be enough people playing and hopefully enough new people playing that you'll have a better matchmaking experience. That's what they always say. Hopefully. I'm saying They say hopefully. that every time. Hopefully. I don't every know. time it's like, no, this is the war. This is the one they're going to do it. This is the one where it's going to be. No, we swear. The tutorial isn't just going to spit in your face and say, fucking get good. The community isn't going to be like, I don't know, try combos, asshole. Well, that's, I mean, hopefully hopefully, Donkey Kong bongos are going to make it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. is, if I, get, if I get upset, I just need to go black and play Jungle Beat. Yeah. But yeah, Street Fighter looks fun. And then, like, actually, I was playing a bit of Guilty Gear Strive. And actually, I had some friends who were, like, kind of really into Guilty Gear back in college. So, like, I kind of, like, Guilty Gear X2 was a fighting game I was, like, for a hot minute, like, kind of playing a lot. And... I've always kind of I've always liked Guilty Gear and you know that was not I, when I was talking about this on Twitter about Street Fighter 6 a lot of people were saying like no Guilty Gear Strive has got uh, an amazing tutorial and it's like well I, I was playing it and it's like do a Vulcan combo do this for a Vulcan chain combo and I'm like cool what is a Vulcan chain combo They're like it's these buttons I'm like yeah what does that mean and it never told me 
what a Vulcan chain it's, combo. Was. I think unfortunately and, what it is is you're gonna have to get this knowledge from like watching YouTubers yeah. and tutorials and really you're you're in charge of if you want to spend that amount of time on and it. And here's the thing. When I got into Dead by Daylight, I felt like tutorials were so simple and the community was way more welcome. And maybe it's not fair to compare those two games, but I feel like Dead by Daylight, you know, there's a lot of nuance there and there's a lot of meta and so many weird little things that are kind of foreign to you that don't make a whole lot of sense. But I I found that like seriously, after about a week of playing and watching tutorials, I felt like I knew enough to get going into Dead by Daylight. And it reminded me like, oh man, I wish fighting games were this. Well, like, we, I mean, there's a uh, lot welcoming. of really non-toxic fighting game influencers, for lack of a better word. So, I mean, I was talking about this on Twitter and a handful of people like recommended me certain channels. So, uh, certain people also reached out to me. People were recommending me their channels. They were also saying, hey, you should get into fighting games. And it's just like, I don't know. There's so much for me personally. There's just so much baggage there because like I, I love watching uh, fighting in tournaments and I've kind of always played fighting games kind of casually, but I feel like I had a better time actually getting into Call of Duty. I think I, I was trying to get into Call of Duty and I just kind of realized like, I don't like Call of Duty. I just don't like it. That's why it wasn't clicking for me. I just don't like, can't do it. But even like watching videos to get good at Call of Duty, understand some stuff like that. I feel like even that was a little easier to get into. Yeah. And again, maybe these are not all. Well, it has broader like, appeal. I you suppose. Know? Well, we we actually got some other stuff to talk about. If you are right, do you do you have yeah. want to cap off your fighting game rant with any God. any like words of wisdom or I don't things know. you're going to do? All right, it's do like we want to set a goal that it, we'll we'll try to hold you accountable for. Yeah, I, what I <laughs> really what I should year. do is like try and get some people in the Discord and really just like make a a, a like a fighting game kind of a, a weekly thing or something like that because I think I just need people really what it is i need more people that are like at my skill level and the matchmaking is gonna this time the matchmaking is gonna do it man all right i want i said this on twitter i want to believe <laughs> i want to believe that the matchmaking is gonna like respect my skill level and the community is gonna be okay with people that aren't super fucking sweaty um but i i i you know God, I, I'm I'm so tempted. I'm so worried. I'm gonna well, buy Street Fighter Six. You've never and then... played a a game like in general. You hardly ever buy the hot new game the same time everyone else is. Yeah. So I think you saying the matchmaking isn't good is kind of like, well, of course it's not good. Like two or three years after it came out, which is when you're usually no. Playing stuff I, like I, that. Mortal Kombat. I was playing it in 2019 when it was like six months old. That's you know? still pretty old, you know. I guess. I guess so. I mean, that game's apparently still like 15 million copies. I don't it know. didn't it's... do. Great. I, I mean, remember at Evo that year, it was like the fourth tier <laughs> fighting game in yeah. terms of people watching it. Oh, was it? Okay. Remember, I, I, I remember. Oh, I don't know. Grace I don't know. Street Fighter 6 it just looks cool. And I don't know. Just... All right. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. There are other things that are happening. And actually, we have a couple questions from our patrons about um, peripherals. If you have Ooh. any questions for the Grace and Derek sandwich combo <laughs> whatever we are <laughs> then sandwich combo <laughs> yeah get a get a tomato slice and post a question on patreon yeah when we do if you, you want to join the scrub league that is the grace and Derek question hour <laughs> and uh 
if you are not part of our Patreon or if you just are have a habit of missing Patreon posts, you can also email us at stopskeletons at gmail.com with all of your questions. And anyway, oh, I hope no one did that today because I haven't checked our email today. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. I'm you didn't sorry, have everybody. to admit that. You didn't, you didn't have to. Oh, no. You didn't have to admit Delete that. Delete that. Edit that out. Okay, Edit that out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. Okay. So what are your thoughts on third party peripherals for consoles? Are they worth collecting if they're dumb enough? Dumb enough? I mean, it's a bottomless pit it really is it really like how much room do you got in your uh in your in your house in your home we do primarily focus on more like i guess first party stuff like we i mean we do have things like the ascii playstation controller mm-hmm. i mean oh, the, the, the ASCII big one grip for rpgs yes. yeah the or uh the i mean the playstation 2 bike controller is just sitting in our closet taunting me yeah you gotta it's one thing to buy a game and put it on a shelf and be like, yeah, one of these days I'll I'll play this. But they're easy to put on a shelf. A controller that's weird and bulky and has a cord, they're just more difficult to store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can feel kind of silly when you have this bulky thing that takes up more space that you're like, fuck, I never play this thing. I never use this thing. <laughs> so, I mean, it's uh, you. Th- that is a I thing. mean, your own mileage may vary, yes. I think, with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... On third-party peripherals, I feel like peripherals are on the whole not a thing anymore. I mean, lots of games need to be able to play on multiple systems. Like, there's not really space for a lot of that. Like, the biggest notable example, a counterexample being something like Ring Fit. Yeah. I can't really that's like think first of party anything support. else. Well, I don't think people make weird-ass games like that anymore. Like, you, if you have the money... Like, I feel like to make a weird game that needs a peripheral is like that kind of like not AAA, but not indie space that doesn't really exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Or if it exists, it's not with enough first party kind of support that you can have the business relationship to find somebody to manufacture your weird ass control you want to have for your game. Yeah. So other than just like, you know, the, you know, but one the, space like the Densha Day Go controller, I think oh, is yeah. still a thing. and. The they're still making the Dragon Quest slime controllers and stuff like that, but there's not as many anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, for for good reason. Yeah, probably. I guess one one question. So that that question was from Eric, and that this is kind of a follow up from Zap. Is it like one of the? Is it possible that VR could bring back plastic controllers? Because for example, Gran Turismo Seven on PSVR two, which is supposed to be amazing, yeah, yeah, you there is a like racing wheel controller you can use with it, and it according to Zap, it feels real, all caps, real. Wow, I've heard amazing things about that game. I feel like well, that's a, an odd comparison because I think that racing wheels have never gone away; they just have gotten more and more niche. But if you are like into you know Formula One or really want to have your your Forza. If you if you don't play Forza Horizon, you play the actual Forza. You know those types of games have been there for you, um, and I think that that niche has been very strong for a while. However, I don't think VR. I think I think almost VR is a new kind of weird peripheral, kind of like it is that weird extra big bulky box that you have on your shelf and go, "Fuck, I should play that." <laughs> Beat Saber is a lot of fun. Oh man! But then you're like, "Oh, I got to set it up. I'm gonna get sweaty." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I will. I think VR itself is so niche and already so it's like it's an ultra niche market mm-hmm. inside of a niche market. And then 
the idea of like a little peripheral for a game to make things more fun like yeah, like yeah. for example like those wee bowling balls they used to put out or whatever it just it's oh, like, like a like niche within a niche within a niche like a, a, a tennis uh rackets yeah you can slide your slot your, your remote, remote into, into yeah um i'm i just don't see there really being a market there for those kinds of things i don't know but but yeah i guess we got to celebrate the peripherals of the past at the moment. I think that's kind of like that. That's a, a probably a big appeal of peripherals is that it is a bygone nostalgic, nostalgic thing. Yeah. yeah like fishing controllers. Well, you know? I, I wonder how much of it is actually just at least for me, it would be like, I think most people never got to have those peripherals. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. you know, they're like staring at like the. I'm the Sears catalog. I don't know what people stared at. Or and just, just like, the, like the, the case at Walmart. Have, yeah. Can I have the $150 game with the thing? And they're like, no, you can have Madden yeah. again. You know what I mean? Like you can have Madden for $5 from the salesman mm-hmm. and that's it. And so it's, yeah. You know, what's crazy is that ring fit is like the 15th best selling switch game of all time. It's like 17 million copies. Like that game is sold like, teens of millions of copies Mm -hmm. that's insane i cannot believe that like there's going to be so many ring fits uh like the the uh just the ring the ring cons in thrift stores if they're not already like all over the place they will be Mm -hmm. um i because i feel like at this point that this speaking of like squashing some watermelons with your thunder thighs there you go yeah that's a that's a really fun game that's a great game i wish we we need to get a little uh trampoline for it though I feel, yeah, I feel like I've been that's like, a the, the the running in place is like just never quite feels right to me, and mm-hmm. and and also when we do it or when you do it because you you kind of have knee problems in mm-hmm. general. It, I feel like we got to like stack fold like four yoga mats. Yeah, up and then, together. And, and then and like my I'm, I'm shifting all over the place, and suddenly I'm not on the yoga mat anymore, and yeah. I'm looking down. Then I missed the jump. Oh, I, I'm on, I learned to go up on the top ridge. I'm on the bottom. I'm not getting all my rings. Ah, you know. <laughs> it is unfortunate that no one has made like a little i don't know like a little indie game that a little tiny game that you could buy on the switch for like a dollar that uses the ring fit controller i guess because it would be too hard but the ring fit controller I, you know what i don't know i wish it had more i don't know if there isn't that there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of games on the switch now i feel like we would have heard about it but i guess yeah, i haven't i, I haven't like act- somebody <laughs> would have you know somebody would have come to tell us about it but then again like we did a ring fit video a couple years ago and it, and it bombed <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe people forgot that we were about that life all right and so oh and of course we can't forget the basketball game for the connect though the ultimate peripheral yeah hoops hoops talking to us hoops hoop what the fuck is that game called all ballers all-star ballers <laughs> <laughs> hero you are the ball baller god. beats thank baller you beats. yes thank you oh good good that's another one that's on just kind of the list of if we, if it's in the we see it in the wild oh my god we brought that up getting and it. like i think two separate people that worked on that game reached out to us oh shit. <laughs> it's like whoa 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 <laughs> everyone's like some, some ptsd happening here everyone's like oh my god i want to yeah. tell you my story so bad um okay so the let me think about this real quick all right, another question about a game. This is from Frankie. Have you tried the newer Doom mobile game called Mighty Doom? Oh, no, I I, I haven't. But Grace, I heard you playing it uh, earlier today. Yeah, I actually forgot that that game came out. I remember and, when they announced it. Yeah. It was like, put your name on the mailing list. And I don't know why I didn't do that, because we have like a Bethesda Slayer account. 
Yeah. Um, uh, but for some reason, I didn't. I'm on the mailing list for any new Niantic games, so I might as well <laughs> just be on the playlist. Everybody, yeah. just yeah. mail me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what? So it's like an um, auto scroller or like a? No, it's sort of auto shooter. It's yeah, it is a little bit of an auto shooter. Like basically, you're kind of dropped into these arenas with like increasingly more and more like enemies with you and you can as you go through you like upgrade your gun to make it a little bit stronger Mm. and whatever and it's it plays pretty well you know there's it kind of gets over the problem of how much it sucks to use a a touch screen as a controller by you basically only are in charge of moving your guy you don't really need to do anything else so is it very similar to vampire survivors then yeah actually yeah in that way but it's not it's not like structured it's it's levels it's like yeah. there's bosses there's um it's not like open like vampire holy shit but. i never like put doom and vampire survivors like next to each other but like what a match made in heaven like that's perfect like vampire survivors is just a doom game <laughs> really <laughs> just strafe till you die yeah yeah <laughs> well actually and now the with mighty doom i did think it had good strafing and like the the art style was pretty cute, but you know, oh, yeah, it uses all the Funko Pop models that you collect and stuff, I love, right? I love that. Yeah. yeah, it does do that. But as soon as you die, like to go back into the game, I think when you start the game on default, you get like forty battery packs, and oh, every time boy. replaying the game costs oh, like five boy. batteries <laughs> out okay. of forty. So you know you're only getting like six free. So it does have all of that free to play garbage yeah. in it. I'm not sure how. Like, if you have to buy guns, like, maybe it kind of looked like you were only buying, like, cosmetics for guns and not guns themselves like you would. Yeah, okay. So you'd still be able to have a rocket launcher, you know. I think it's worth playing as a, you know, a poop loop <laughs> kind of game. <laughs> yeah. You know, just to check it out. Yeah. But, you know, it's not an essential I guess the loop it, poop it, seal of, of a poople <laughs> from the deuce. It, it does. I also liked the... The rendition they had of the Doom song. Oh was yeah, good. I was, was like, cute. oh man, is this Mick Gordon still, or is this Andrew Hilschult? Like, is this like who made yeah. this song? I to- I forgot to look at the credits yeah. before the podcast, but I wonder, I wonder if that was like a Mick Gordon demo that they just decided to put into this game and not pay him for. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess overall, give you know, give it a miss or give it a try. But it sounds like it is standard mobile game fair yeah it is cute and probably plays well but it's you know just it is very bloody i guess i should say that that i was a little surprised by i i enjoyed that kind of dynamic between it it reminded me a little bit of how like gory but also like cute and cartoony the friday the 13th puzzle game yeah oh i love that one yeah so it's rest in peace got delisted yeah oh but that so it's it's kind of cool you know, do with that what you will. But we... Uh, like one, two more questions and call good? Yes, yeah. So one is another question from Eric. I mentioned mentioned the Shrek 2 DVD game last time. <laughs> did. Was I aware that there was a, a whole interactive DVD game, like a standalone skew that was sold as a DVD game called Shrek Totally Tangled Tales? And no, I didn't know this. I didn't know this was a thing. I had to look up the box before the podcast today and i'm shocked and there's a whole new world i need to jump into but i got to get this bongos done first so i have to kind of yeah, put it out yeah. of my mind for now but i'm i'm coming back man the the dvd game situation it it can get kind of 
deep. Like there is a DVD player. I forget what it's called. It's like it's like a, a Nuvo or something like that. Nuno. But it is a DVD player that plays games and they made like five games for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like also like the Bewitched and wow. uh, like uh, what was it, like cheaper cheaper by the dozen two or something. Like, they're like <laughs> four random DVDs that like uh, have games that work only with this DVD player. What? Uh, re res a video about it years ago. Oh, awesome. But somebody I, I kind of got hit to, hip to it again because somebody managed to get Doom running on it. Oh, no, Doom did right. not officially get released on this thing. Uh, Nuvo, maybe? Oh, God, what is it called? Shit, I... Nuon? Is that what it was? N-U-O-N? That sounds about right. Um, yeah, it's really, really strange thing. But also, when DVD first came out, you could buy Dragon's Lair and Space Ace on DVD. <laughs> uh, and then you can play it with your DVD remote. Oh, really? Or just watch the whole game. <laughs> so, like, d- like DVD like games like yeah there's that they're there well and also there's this whole world of dvds that you know because the dvd was just so cheap and so i mean dvd is still being sold in stores even though blu-ray has been out for like a decade and a half you know whatever the dvd section of your best buy is still bigger than the blu-ray section yeah yeah it's crazy but like i remember when i was in like maybe middle school my family must have gotten on some sort of weird mailing list because like every six months we would get a free Barbie themed movie sent to our house. Oh, just unprompted. Just a Barney, a Barbie movie with and no return address. Just like, <laughs> like I don't remember any of those details because as soon as we got one, we were so excited we would put it in. But it was always it's so funny. It was always stuff like. Oh, man, Chloe's failing her math class until she figures out that fashion is also math. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I wonder if there were games in those kinds of games. Probably. DVDs as well. Like, I, there must have been a boy, like, hashtag quotes boy version of Mm -hmm. that where people were getting, like, weird, I don't know, Transformers or, like, Danny, what is? (laughs) Danny Quest? Danny and like Ben 10 Ben 10, ben 10 oh yeah, my god yeah. yeah I don't know not that Ben 10 is a, a boy show but you know what I mean like in terms of the toy aisle yeah <laughs> there's the girl aisle and the boy yeah, aisle yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah. like DVD technology and games and stuff like is like the bastard stepchild to like flash games web flash games of the time and that like they were everywhere but no one really paid attention to them mm-hmm. they are the have a great summer friend of like video games where like when you're signing the yearbook exactly yeah <laughs> like everybody everybody knows everybody has played a flash game everybody who is older than like i don't know 20 years old mm-hmm. has played probably some f- kind of flash game online i have been blooded in the halls of neopets yes before you were even a glimmer in your father's eye or like you know you wanted to like i remember one time i was I was a really big fan of weezer and there's a flash game because the the song hashpipe by Weezer is a bunch of sumo wrestlers. And so someone made like a really shitty fighting game where you played as the characters from Weezer wearing, it's not, it's not a gi, but whatever the stuff that sumo wear. It's like, I'm playing a dumb flash game for Weezer. Whatever happened to that game? That's just gone forever. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like that era of game. Like nobody has any kind of nostalgia for as well. Maybe they probably shouldn't, but it's like, we all played those games. 
We all probably had some kind of DVD as a kid that had some kind of game and went, what? And tried it. Mm-hmm. Strange. Yeah. It's a strange little piece of culture. I mean, Newgrounds was culture. just such a oh, yeah. really amazing oh, yeah. era of time. Just I guess Newgrounds is still around to a certain extent, but it doesn't but have the it's, same It's era, relevance. yeah. 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 <sighs> Man. Okay, last, last, last one. Last one. I just watched a massive four-hour documentary on the Intello Amico, Intellivision Amico debacle, and I was wondering if you oh, guys man. had thought about making a passmortem on it. Yes, I've thought extensively about it. I've been kind of watching it closely this entire time, but its I feel like the story's not quite over yet. Yeah. So I don't really want to pull a trigger on a video before things feel more concluded yeah that was so that, that's why we haven't like made one or started work on one yet it was kind of nice that we got to do multiple videos on mine number nine but it was kind of frustrating to finish that first mighty number nine video and kind of be like well and this story is still kind of ongoing it was really nice when you know it's 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 more fun to be able to tell the whole story mm-hmm. and that's kind of like you know the engage and expo on videos like those were fun to be like okay this this we're talking about a thing that has happened it's done we can talk about the beginning, middle, and end of it. Because so I think that's also like it's it's really fun to talk about like this insane story and and what happened in it and the the events that led to this thing. But without the aftermath, I feel like it doesn't quite the story isn't quite interesting. And I feel like a lot of people though are also like way ahead of the game on it than you know than I us. I think so. we've watched that four hour video as well. I think that was from that was from I thought probably slopes, right? Probably slopes. Yeah. Unless there's another one. I haven't I think you know, I've actually, I haven't been on YouTube a lot. I think lately. I'm actually in that video. Oh, you uh, are? Yeah, I think I helped him. I did a, a, a quote. I don't know. He, he asked me months ago, like, hey, can you record something real quick? I was like, yeah, whatever, man. Um, and I saw that it was four hours. I was like, I think I watched about maybe Up until you an were an hour it. or so. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I was like in the kitchen, like cleaning or doing some cooking for like an hour, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm done with my meal, so uh, I'm going to stop watching now. <laughs> um, and also, I've, I've, it's not the first video that I've seen. So it's sort of, uh, it was to me like, okay, good video, but I kind of know where the story is going. Um, yeah, that's one of the many big ass goddamn tra- trash fires we can cover. Mm-hmm. It's good to know we'll always have, we'll always have a, a good story to tell. <laughs> yeah, there's still, and I guess kind of back on that peripheral subject, maybe like the closest thing to peripherals that we are having is all of those like little dinky companies are making switch deck style consoles. Mm. And I like, I think, I don't know. I want to say you mean steam deck. What did I say? It's switch deck. I meant the steam deck, but also I think switch switch deck makes sense actually. And and you can see why my brain smashed those Mm -hmm. two together. Um, Like NVIDIA has one, I think. And there's other there's the, the, at a certain the the Coleco one has really risen to the top of the trash heap the Amico it, yeah what are we talking we're the, talking the, about the, two separate the, things the, 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 well the Amico one sorry I just yeah getting them backwards because uh, yeah Amico is not the same as like a Steam Deck exactly but like a lot of these smaller like devices that are like kind of harkening back to an old nostalgia I I kind of feel like a lot of these are response to like the uh like the NES Mini and the SNES Mini that came out a couple of years ago and this like this weird delay like people seeing that and then like the several years of trying to get that to come up they're peripherals but they're also you know what you're right Grace because they're like peripherals and they're third party because a lot of them are garbage <laughs> Well, they're like I, I a like... cheaper version of a thing you want 
and they're not as good as the thing you actually want. It's like that one. It, they're, they're they're not that much different than that six that that Mad Cat's six button Genesis controller that I bought that for ten dollars because it was so much cheaper than the the Sega one. Or your your grandma getting you Mortal Kombat three on like a Tiger Electronic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And like Mr. Hot Sauce is saying in the chat, which if you want to be in the chat while we are filming, I think you have to be a patron. So be be a patron. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're, uh, the, oh, well, those companies well, well, were making them way before the Steam Deck. It's just that the Steam Deck has partially because of the prestige of Valve and the control that Valve has over the PC gaming market mm-hmm. has risen to the top. Well, also, they had the ability to make a very quality product. Yeah. They had the time, they had the talent, and they had the money to make it happen. Did they have the talent, though? I feel like it's hard to make anything at Valve. Is like what but I they keep did hearing. make this. I mean, like 10 years ago, people were talking about like, uh, you know, not the Steam Deck, but like the Steam Box. People were like, oh, my God, oh, like yeah. no one's going to buy a PlayStation 4 if I can just get like a portable computer that plays all my Steam games in my living room. That shit's going to be fucking done. And that was like a, for a hot minute. That was a big kind of question mark. And then I think because the tech and stuff just wasn't there, the weird Steam controller just didn't quite work that they were like, nah, shut it down. <laughs> and then the Steam Deck was their new attempt. They seemed to make it work and they even took their time. You know, it was a pain in the ass to get them for a while and they're gonna, probably going to keep making newer and better models. But I think they did take the time to make that shit to work. And I, I played it before and it seems pretty cool. And everyone that has one like loves it. it. It's like the new win, you know, s- switch port win. Now it's like any new game. Is it Steam Deck compatible? Mm-hmm. See that like all over the place. Like this game is out, has new patch, Steam Deck compatible. Like that's like one of the things you see in any new game now. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll... We'll get a second Steam Deck. Maybe not a third one, mm-hmm. though. But that concludes our... Oh, you think it's like a, like a third model of it, you mean? Yeah, because they can't count to three. Oh, yeah, that's true. And actually, like Nick's saying in the chat, it's really funny that the fifth mainline Counter-Strike game is Counter-Strike 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, let's, not, let's not even talk about, like, yeah, Tony Hawk 5, you know? finally the fifth tony hawk game (laughs) we've been waiting we need five of these only five um but that was stop skeletons from podcasting yourself thank you so much for listening we like we said stop podcasting yourself with something else (gasps) stop skeletons from podcasting yeah he said stop skeletons from podcasting (laughs) edit it out yeah take it out (laughs) actually stop podcasting yourself is a podcast i used to listen to very frequently i haven't been up with them lately but they are very funny Two yeah. Canadian boys. Yeah, just... no, no, no podcast beef here. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no beef. <laughs> I love, I love them. I love Dave and Graham. But uh, this is Stop Skeletons from Podcasting, or so I've been told. Mm-hmm. Episode eighty-eight, uh, and yeah, as we said at the top, just a reminder: uh, we might not be podcasting at all in May. Uh, we definitely won't be doing the first episode. The first episode was going to be on the first, but I'm going to be in Alaska with family for a little bit. And uh, actually, at the moment, we're not exactly sure how long I'm going to be there. So um, I think we'll just take a break from the podcast. But the videos will still be coming. I will bring the laptop, bring in a hard drive. Uh, so and I'll, also, we're working a little bit. Yeah. If you are listening to this when it gets released on Wednesday, it lets you guys know that the new Donkey Kong Bongos video that we were talking about should be up on Patreon. And if not, it will be up on YouTube on Thursday. So yeah. look forward to that. 
We got a little double feature going oh, yeah. on. A little get, bongo double tap. You get the you get the behind the scenes bongo action here, and then you get the in front of the scenes bongo action on Patreon and YouTube. Baby. Baby. Yep. And I think that's gonna do it. So uh yeah, everybody, hey, stay powerful. Everyone stay frosty or whatever. Um yeah, and we'll see you again sometime very soon. Thank you so much for listening and good night. <laughs>